0: Good morning everybody
1: good morning happy thursday
0: happy thursday january 20th do you want to go over the weather and all the the news updates Gabby? or do, do i <laughs> am i taking this you taking this what's going on
1: <laughs> i just wanted my day of the week back okay sure i'm happy now but you know it is going to be a beautiful day well i mean warm Err. Err. no warm three er. three degrees this afternoon
0: oh really yeah
1: um but it looks like we have some precipitation okay so. Yeah.
0: In Edmonton, Alberta. We are broadcasting live on Podbean uh, every morning Monday to Friday at 6am Mountain Time on the Podbean app. So if yeah. You can, if you're listening to it uh, recorded, you can join in live every morning.
1: What are you waiting for?
0: Mm. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Nobody's a morning person. You think I'm a morning person? Do you think I rolled out of bed at four o'clock this morning? No, I rolled out of bed at like 10 to six today. Oops. and frantically getting things ready. And Gabby didn't put my coffee. Gabby gets I, I love you, honey. Gabby puts my coffee in my and, you know, makes the coffee every morning while I get the show set up. She put the coffee in the wrong mug. She didn't put it in the new heated mug. So I'm putting it in the heated Well, oh, matches. You think I'm a morning person? We we, we finally, you know, get to get to, to him little, complaining get to the office studio. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how long do I have 30 seconds? She goes, no, it's six o'clock. Get started. I'm like, OK. <laughs> But I manage, right? And if I can manage and, and, and find enough things to talk about for 60 minutes, I'm sure you could manage to just roll out of bed or throw your headphones in and listen in live. See, now it's not just about like getting up live and listening live. Trust me, the show's not any different. (laughs) The experience is not any different when you listen live or recorded. The experience is different when you have the opportunity to call in and ask your questions. That's the difference right there. Um, If you are trying to buy real estate to better yourself, to provide cash flow for a better life for you and your family so that you don't have to do the things that you don't like doing anymore, and I'll rephrase that, to do the things that you like to do every day. Yes. And you're struggling with that and you don't have money to pay for coaching and you're frustrated. This is the place to be every day at six o'clock in the morning, because you can get those questions answered and we'll support you. And heck, if you show up often enough, I'll even hold you accountable. (laughs) If you say you're going to do something, I'm going to ask if you did it. And when you do it, I want you to share your wins. I want you to let us know that you've done it because I'm going to applaud you because I know how hard it is. Yeah. It's, but, If you can't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, if that's your excuse, then I'm fairly certain you're not going to be able to do anything else in regards to all the other difficult things. Because I'm telling you right now, raising uh, $2 million to buy the real estate that you need in order to give you the cash flow you need to to quit your job is a lot harder.
1: Way harder.
0: (laughs) Than waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So start every day off with doing something hard and everything else would just be a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: That coffee's just not exactly warm enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, turned him into a perfect temperature coffee snob.
0: I'm a coffee diva now. (laughs) It's I I tell you, Ember's got to send us some money because of these Ember mugs, man, are they ever good. What you can do is you can control the temperature of your coffee from your phone. So I've got it preset that it always maintains my favorite temperature of coffee. And that thing will sit there for three hours. I'll sip on it. I'll be doing some work. I'll go upstairs. I don't care. And I come back two and a half hours later and it's still perfect.
1: Yes, Kathleen. (laughs) Wine, wine, wine. (laughs) It's just a whiny pants she, this morning.
0: Is she referring to the the hypothetical person that's having trouble no, getting up? No, she's talking 6 straight up about you or the coffee
1: because you're very whiny. Am I whiny? Oh today? yeah, no, big I'm time. passionate. No, you are super whiny today. I'm
0: passionate. <laughs> um, I happen to know. I happen to know what it takes to be successful, and I'm not being like, oh, I'm successful, and you're not. No, I'm just saying I happen to know because I study it. I study it. And warm coffee is exactly what you need <laughs> to be successful. It's
1: high up there on the success scale.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: oh, you've boy.
0: ruined our, our my day. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you so much, Gab, yeah, for the coffee.
1: Oh yes, you're welcome. Uh,
0: we got uh, we got a big upcoming event this weekend.
1: We do the cabin retreat. It's two days away.
0: I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. Yeah. Um, it's two days away. And I, I was exciting. making all of
1: my lists yesterday. No, grocery, not. The grocery list. It's not two days the packing away. It's list tomorrow. Is
0: tomorrow. <laughs> it's tomorrow. <laughs> ah! I- there you go. It's tomorrow. That's exciting. That's really exciting. I, Man.
1: yeah. My dad's flying in tomorrow to be with uh, Everly for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening.
0: Yeah. Pretty excited for that. It's <laughs> a three day cabin retreat in Alberta Beach. Um, And there's uh, a, this event, there's four investors coming, I believe. Yeah. um, Four investors. And uh, we stayed at a cabin for the weekend, Friday to Sunday. And we spend the whole weekend working on our real estate investing businesses. And uh, it's a really super powerful weekend. um, For those of you, the first time listening to the show, you know, just kind of share a little bit about it. Um, Show up on Friday at five o'clock at night basically go till 11 o'clock. We get up at eight o'clock the next day, we go till midnight and we wake up at, you know, eight o'clock the next day and we go till five o'clock again. It's a really super intense uh, weekend, but um, we go really deep into what it is. As I was mentioning a few minutes ago, what it is exactly that it is that you want. And we work out a roadmap to get you there using real estate strategies. Mm -hmm. And, Everyone's roadmap is unique. It's not. I'm not teaching you the success roadmap. Um, no, I'm. We're working with everyone individually because everyone's resources are different. Everyone's life is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's responsibilities and obligations are different. Some people have two kids. Some people have five kids. Some people have one dog.
1: Some people are single. Some, some people, people are married.
0: Are symbol, single? Single. <laughs> And some Demolic. people, and, and some people manage baseball teams and that's a big thing too. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, yeah. do you remember when I used to run my ball hockey team? Yeah. Like how fucking serious I was about that and how I did not want to give it up. Yeah. Because if I gave it up, it wouldn't be run the same way. Yeah. And the team would go to shit that, that right there. Was a big one for me, yeah. And it's funny to look back on it now. Like it was, it was really going to kill hard. you. <laughs> it was really hard to give that up, <clears throat> and that was an obligation that I had to my to my team. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that was holding me back Ugh. from growing our real estate? I hated business? that you did that. <laughs> it stressed me out.
1: Yeah, out stre- that was a whole bunch of liners <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a woman in one of my mastermind groups. She coaches all three of her kids' hockey teams. Okay. Imagine that commitment. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Um, we
0: – Oh, the <laughs> that- chili. Oh, Kathleen. Sorry. Oh, that Gabby, chili is to the de bomb. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, um, just Kathleen out. says
0: the chili is de bomb. Gabby makes homemade chili and homemade garlic bread uh, for the cabinetry. And fuck, is it ever good. That's enough. That's – uh, Emmanuel was thinking about coming back again for, for another retreat. Cause he said he just wanted to come back for the chili and garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really amazing weekend. I
1: better not um, mess the chili up. Okay. No, uh, doubt.
0: it's a really amazing weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Kathleen says whoever
1: is going, you are going to enjoy it. And then we have a question. Matt ledger says, do you guys put one on every month? So no, we don't. Um, we just happened to do January and February, um, boom, boom, right in a row, because um, we had some people who were supposed to go into January that then couldn't. Mm-hmm. And we overflowed them over to February yeah. to just um, to make sure we got them through. Because um, you're actually mentoring them, right? Yeah. yeah. So they've actually yeah, they're getting mentored by Wayne. So we wanted to make sure we got them into the cabin retreat ASAP.
0: Yeah. Um, how often are we going to do it? I'm Not 100% sure. Um, yeah. We don't know I'm-
1: when the next one will be quite yet.
0: We had some limitations, obviously, with COVID, just over the last two years. Just, you know, sometimes we could, sometimes we couldn't, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be really dependent on that, um, and as well, um, just timing. You know, at the same time, like we're very busy with our own real estate investing business. Um, I'm not just going to put on events and just fill it with anybody. I'm also a little selective on who is coming to these retreats. Um, we've talked about this before. One one person in the back of the room who just does not want to participate will playing ruin, on their phone. Playing on their phone will ruin the energy and, and, and of the whole weekend.
1: Yep. You know like what I mean? Big time. It'll it's be crazy. Huge poison.
0: Like <laughs> like it's it's a very intense weekend. We're talking about this stuff and everybody's getting all vulnerable about like what it is they really want. You know what I mean? And then we're getting into this like some creative, creative discussions. Mm-hmm. Like if you know, sometimes I'll give you a little taste every now and then on the show about like just how my mind works and where it goes and how, yeah, you think you can do that, but what about this, 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 and this, putting it all together and talking to this person and talking about, you know, busting out of your comfort zone and and and, and doing some serious, like crazy, crazy cool stuff. Um you got one person that's just like and like, you know, doesn't want to get dressed and you know what I mean? And you ask them and they're like, I don't know. That'll that'll fuck a weekend up, big time. So I'm very selective on, on who I allow into the the retreats because I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I want the experience to be great for everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so with that being said, I'm not just going to put together, uh, you know, another retreat in, in March, unless of course I know I got, you know, good people that are lined up. Um, and I don't know how often I w- we're necessarily going to do it just again, because of our scheduling and our business is very busy. And then, you know, we got our own kid as well and finding a you sitter know, for that. So, um, yeah, we'll see when the next one's going to be, but uh, uh, we got this one this weekend for uh, January and then the next one's uh, February 25th or 27th. So if you're interested, you can check it out. Yeah, um, The links in the show notes there. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, we have a question. So James asks, the couple that were assigned the townhouse reno, the one with the new inbox appliances, suggest in their posts that they are flipping to self or is there more to that? Yeah. So yeah, and then Josh um, mentioned below. Sounds like the Burr strategy. Yeah. So uh, that's exactly it. Do you they, wanna?
0: Do you wanna talk about what the Burr is?
1: Yeah. So. Burr. Um, <clears throat> burr. Bur- is, is Annette with us this morning? So yeah, it's um, Annette and Bradley, and usually joins in this morning.
0: And feel free to call in Annette if you wanna talk about it.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't. I haven't. Oh, she just literally just joined. <laughs> oh. Hello, Annette. <laughs> We're talking about you. Call us. No, I'm just joking. Um, Burr, um, Burr was. Oh, um, she will in a second, she said.
0: <laughs> the, the term Burr was created, they say, by um, what's his name? Uh, Brandon Turner of uh, Bigger Pockets. Um, now, the whole concept, the whole strategy has been around for a long time, but they finally um, gave it a name just in the last five to 10 years. Uh, and it stands for buy. You, you, if you're <laughs> going to copy me, you do it.
1: I wanted to finish your sandwiches. Um, so, Burr is buy, renovate, um, rent, refinance, repeat. So, you buy the property, you uh, undervalue, obviously, because um, you're adding value to it by renovating. Um, if you can rent it first before before you refinance, that's great. Um, and then you refinance it, get your money out. What is so a
0: refinance?
1: Refinance is when the bank says, "Okay, you had um, mm-hmm. you had this house; it was worth this much. You've added value to it. Now it's worth this much. We will refinance it to eighty percent um, loan, value. loan to value of the of the new value, and we will give you back um, your money. So a perfect a perfect bur is when you can get all of your money out that you've put into it." Um, but it's but it's hard to uh, attain that these days. Usually, you have a little bit locked up.
0: When she says all your money, she means the original down payment money from the original purchase. yeah um, plus all your renovation costs. yeah so um, it's a it's a really cool hack. It's a really cool maneuver in order to increase the value of your home so that the new mortgage will pay out you know all of your investment in that property. Now it's worth more. You've created uh, equity in the property. So a profit. And lastly, you know, you have no investment in it. So um, you can take those funds that you had. Now you got them back and you can repeat, which is the final R. You go and you find another property just like this and you repeat it again. You can build a portfolio with no investment money.
1: Yeah. And so so basically you're just recycling your funds over and over over again. Um, Yeah. It's a really great strategy for those who have limited um, funds and want to build a portfolio and... Um, yeah, it's really great for like, if you also add in, um, secondary suites, um, hello. How are you? Oh, I can hear anyone.
2: Hey hello.
1: Hey.
2: Hello.
1: Hey, can, can you hear it? Two, yeah, one. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> oh. No problem. How's it going this morning?
2: Oh my gosh, guys! I slept in, rolled out of bed, logged on, and you're like Colin. and I was like
1: scrolling back, like what's
2: going on? <laughs> Why are they
0: talking
1: about me? <laughs> yeah. So someone brought up your um your deal and yeah. I was just kind of asking how that works. So Yeah, like, oh, I think that I think You're you just it. explained um the burr strategy
2: um that time. But the reason I used the wording flip to self in that particular post was because most of the people who follow me on Facebook like wouldn't know what a burr is. Mm-hmm. And so just for like that particular post, I was like, I'm just gonna say flip to self. It's Basically means the same thing. Uh, I think people would understand that wording uh, better. And then in like future posts, I plan on like explaining the first strategy. Nice. Um, even the, or just sharing like Emmanuel Green's post because he has explained it so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's a very common way to explain it as flipping to self. Because yeah, you are. You're flipping the property. You're yeah. taking an old crappy property. You're flipping it, but you're keeping it. So mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah actually- and um I think like we've ran the numbers a few times. Um in order to pull out all of our money, we would need to um I think reno it for like eight thousand or less. So I think we'll have a few grand left in it probably, but still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like still, we'd be to... really happy with that. Like, it'd still be significantly less than having a full down payment or a full rental okay. cost left in there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Even having like five grand or whatever locked up to, into it is great to be yeah. able to buy a rental property for that amount of money is is incredible. Yeah, but also like why why Annette is talking about such a low renovation at only eight thousand is because um, they have a townhouse that basically they this renovation was well on its way. And then the, the seller bailed on it and said, I'm going to sell it. So it's like – brand new kitchen, brand new flooring, brand new, like basically everything. There's so many supplies there for you guys to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, left yeah. All supplies, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you guys really just need to kind of finish putting it together, which is fantastic.
2: That's right. Yeah. Um, so my husband Brad is actually heading to Edmonton today um, to, uh, to get going on it. So um, we're super excited. Um, awesome. So I'm like, I'm not going to make it in town this week, but I'm like begging him to take, like tons of videos and stuff so i can share (laughs) awesome (laughs) um and i actually have a question for you guys about it i was thinking about this last night about burring because that's our plan is to burr like several properties this year um and then i'm wondering like when we refinance we're then taking out a bank mortgage so is that like are we gonna run out of like bank mortgages this year
0: well that (laughs) depends how many bank (laughs) mortgages you can get (laughs)
2: i know i know like i know you've spoke about it several times about um you know like a lot of people say banks will like limit you to how many they'll give you and then you say there's ways around it but now i'm like second guessing tell
0: me tell me (laughs) what the ways around it uh you need to talk to your mortgage broker um okay your your mortgage uh ability is going to be significantly different than mine and from all the other listeners um okay the banks have their own individual rules about how many uh, mortgages they will allow each. And if you have a good investor focused mortgage broker uh, on the residential side mm-hmm. for your um, under your personal name, they will be able to tell you which banks to go with first in order to make sure that you maximize and get the most possible. The second thing that comes into play after that is your debt servicing, which is completely separate to that. So okay. if you if if you make $500,000 a year in your job and you have no debts, then you could pretty much you can you can run through all of the different banks if you're very strategic and get a lot of mortgages. If you you know make a hundred thousand dollars in family income a year, which is closer to what most people make, um, you got to be very strategic and make sure that you don't have an eighty thousand dollar truck loan um, because your debt servicing is it, so what's going to kill you. Um, because each individual bank, also on top of their rules for how many mortgages they will allow. Each one, so you're like, okay, I'm going to get two with TD, I'm going to get three with Scotia, I'm going to get five with service, I'm going to get three with RBC, whatever, whatever, I'm just giving examples. On top of that, they have their own individual rules about how they calculate debt servicing. Some banks only use 80% when they're servicing your debt, they will only calculate and use 80% of your rent for that property or your other properties. Some will use 50% of your rent. So over time, when, <clears throat> so you get to RBC hypothetical, just as an example, and they only use 50% of rents to calculate your debt servicing and you've got mm-hmm. 10 properties. If your rents aren't high enough, that 50% of those rents will cover all the debt servicing, all the mortgage payments, property taxes and stuff, then they won't approve you for the next one. Okay. It's, it's, it's fucking complicated. <laughs> and it changes all the time. And I wish I knew it. And I've tried learning it. And mm-hmm. by the time I learn it, they change the rules again. All right. So you got to have a really good mortgage broker mm-hmm. and you need to tell them what your long-term goals and plans are and how many you're doing and what you're doing. And then they will make sure that they strategically send you to the right brokers or the right lenders at okay. the right time.
2: Perfect. <laughs> okay. We can talk about that more later. Thank you.
0: One more thing I'll add on <laughs> yeah. for you. Oh, thank you. And I'll, I'll let you go and I'll add on a little bit more. Okay. Thanks so much for Thanks, calling. Thanks guys. In. Calling. <laughs> the other thing that I'll add in is that that does not mean that you are done. Yes. When a bank says no. Yes. There is, you know, you can, go to, you can go to other lenders, okay? You can go to B lenders. You can go to, you can start buying in your corporation,
1: yeah.
0: right? You can get lots more in a corporation. I'm telling you that as long as you're keeping your, just when, when, you're, when you're first starting and you're buying houses in your, in your personal name, just be very conscious of your, your personal ex, uh, expenses and your personal finances. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you've got lots of cash flow on your personal side don't have large loans don't have large loans on like atvs don't build vehicles up
1: vehicles are deadly <clears throat> big time. yeah deadly loans get well, rid of I those mean, vehicle loans if you can
0: they're they're big uh they're big yeah they're big loans yeah. uh, and then credit cards line of credit stuff like that if you have those things you have to service them on paper yeah um, they want to know that you can pay the payments so if you can keep that all empty and empty up your sheet then it's going to enable you to get a lot more mortgages on your personal side before you have to start going to the B lenders and then you know buying in a corporation, commercial lending, all that stuff. But all uh, right, you know what? Even if you if you had terrible finances, you can still get twenty five mortgages on the on, on in your corporation, no problem, if yeah. you're strategic. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into all that. I mean, that's, that's a topic of conversation for like at a cabin retreat when we get really super deep in advance and I've got a lot more time to have a couple hours of conversation. Um, obviously in the future as well, we're planning on having some really cool mortgage brokers, um, coming Mm -hmm. out to the cabin retreat as well. Um, well tomorrow, we don't have one for tomorrow, unfortunately. Yeah. We've had
1: scheduling conflicts the last two retreats that we did. But I can help out on,
0: you know, and I mean, and I can, I can recommend um, amazing mortgage brokers. But yeah. uh, we got Barry McGuire and we got Calvin Hexter and Calvin Realchi coming tomorrow. Yeah, um, to kind of fill you guys in on. Uh,
1: yeah, um.
0: Well, sorry. Uh, yeah, Friday. Sa- yeah, Saturday. Today's Thursday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh asks, so don't miss February. You're saying spots still open? Yep, yes.
0: you bet you. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, spots still open.
1: Yeah. So yeah, get on that because we don't know when the next one will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then James. Uh, yeah, he was basically trying to ask if that's what a burr was. He just <laughs> missed that question. Um yeah, Corey, feel free to call in this morning.
0: Yeah, call in right now.
1: Yeah. Um Wilson says technical difficulties caused by the cold coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uh, my fault.
0: Well, it's so uh wait, wait, wait a second. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about the coffee <laughs> later. Trust me, I'm not done. I'm not done talking about the
1: coffee. (laughs) Had to bring it back up. (laughs) Good morning, Corey.
3: Morning guys. How How are you doing? doing Good. Ah, Wow. You know, Wayne's,
1: Wayne's not great, but whatever. Slowly, but surely.
3: (laughs) Microwave Wayne. the (laughs) Coffee savior.
1: (laughs) He's too fancy for that now.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, I had a, I had a question for you. Well, kind of a, more of a, I'm hoping for just a bit of advice. I, uh, I'm in another uh, real estate uh, mastermind and they've been really big. They're really big on kind of, you know, the manifesting. You got to, you know, really ideal ideologize these things. And I've been look- talking to them about my goals and really wanted to scale up, wanted to double the portfolio this year, looking for something bigger. Mm-hmm. And then in the last two weeks, a 20-unit off-markets come across my desk that I panicked about and bailed on. And another deal on Monday just came up that is like, multitudes bigger than anything i've really ever thought about or 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 looked at and my immediate gut reaction was to run for the hills because i'm like oh my god like there's no way Mm -hmm. but looking at these numbers it's it's there's i mean we're still really really early in the due diligence phase and all that but the preliminary numbers coming are are like are essentially like life-changingly good like we're talking like a 10 figure upside. And just these, I guess for me, like my immediate gut reaction was, well, I can't do that. Like that's that's for institutional players. Like I'm that's I'm just I'm just some schmuck. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then my mind will immediately race to the other end where it's like, okay, I'm gonna drop everything. I'm gonna fly down to Tampa tomorrow and beg, borrow, and steal until we can make this deal happen. And I feel mm-hmm. like those are two very I feel like those are two very different <laughs> ends of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just been a whirlwind and I've been up, I've been up being able to get on this at 5am because I've spent every waking second essentially <laughs> thinking about this deal. Mm-hmm. And I was it's one from a mindset perspective, how to get out of that, like initial gut instinct of run from big.
0: <laughs> you're playing and you're playing in Corey 1.0 and you're supposed to be playing in Corey 3.0. Um, you know, you want to double your portfolio um, by the end of the year. Stop thinking about what the portfolio is going to look like, and start thinking about what you're what you're going to look like. And you know, you know what I mean. Like it's 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 Mm I I you know me three years ago would not have got up on a sorry I'll change that me five years ago wouldn't have just like booked a plane to Tampa or whatever you said and and fly down just you know begged and done whatever it takes to get the money right. But I Mm -hmm. want you to picture yourself at the end. Well, picture yourself when you double your portfolio. Is that the type of person Mm -hmm. that would go and hop on a plane and not give a shit and be like, sorry, hon, I got to go. You know what I mean? So you got to start playing. You got to start pretending. You got to start believing that you're, you're you in the future so that you can start doing the things that are necessary in order to get the deals in order to get to that point. It's a, it's a fucking hell of a thing, man. And it's, it's, it's easier said than done, but like, you know, what you just said, what you said, like, mm-hmm. of, like I'm just going to drop everything I'm doing. I'm going to go figure it out. Just do that. Just do it. <laughs> stop, stop acting like you right now and start acting like you, you know, the 3.0 version of Corey. I did that yeah, earlier this year. I, I, I honestly, I did something very similar like that earlier this year. I hopped on a plane in the middle of the pandemic when it was not easy to get on a plane. And I flew to Dallas to raise money in May. Mm-hmm. Do you remember... What was going on at that time, Gab?
1: Yeah. I moved us and our family all by myself.
0: <laughs> I did it like two days before we were moving our house. Yeah, I said, sorry, Han, I got to go. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And was it worth it, Wayne?
0: Yeah, 100%. I got everything I needed. Cost yeah. me about seven grand. Um, yeah. just, I took whatever flights were available. I went and stayed in the fanciest hotel because- to be
1: by, yeah.
0: To be by that person, to be by the people you needed to. Right, right, right. yeah. I was right on the same floor.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like it's to make sure that I saw them at the breakfast. Oh, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't fuck around.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I got it done, and and that's what because I knew that was what was needed in order for me to take my business the next step. My business needed it, so I had to do it. Yeah. Um, I had mm-hmm. two, I had two or three different options. Uh, one was going to Dallas, one was going to Vancouver, and one was going to uh, Ontario. And I chose the biggest mm-hmm. one. And I just said, fuck it. And so I had to get a PCR test. I literally, when I made the decision, I realized that I had to get a PCR test within three hours. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to fly at the time that I needed to fly at in three days. So I was like, I'm frantically trying to figure out a PCR test that I can get done. And so I, you know. Call in
1: all the different places. And by
0: the time I figured out where that PCR test was, I literally had to get in the car and I was five minutes late to it. It's like, we're talking about like just doing whatever the fuck it takes. And, um, Mm -hmm. And poor Gabby, I mean, you know. We hadn't even packed yet. Well, I mean, like that's that's yeah, we're we're procrastinating. So we hadn't even packed really the house yet. So thankfully, my sister was able to come and help. And you know, I can just imagine what my sister thought. Like, what the fuck is your husband? Is my brother doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Is leaving you with an unpacked house and you're moving in two days and you got you know trucks coming? So, but like that's that's the shit you got to do, man. And what I consider myself that type of person. I mean, I I was that was the most money I've ever raised. And Off. I just, per- I just, I, I started acting like the person that I wanted to become.
3: Yeah. Right.
0: And that's what they I, do.
3: I, I know that, I mean, I, I, I still really think that I, I suffer a lot with the imposter syndrome being like, oh, I, I shouldn't be here. And I, I, I've been really trying to work <laughs> on that. And then something like this come, came up out of the blue and, and the, my partner who, who bought the off-market deal, I've, I've never seen him this excited about something and he does a lot of deals <laughs> hmm and it's um so it's yeah it's just been a it's just been a bit of a mind trip that's for sure
0: yeah I've, i on mean on a small if...
3: scale i've start i've been going through my pretty <clears throat> much anybody that will listen and being like hey if you want to sit down and talk about a deal let's do it but mm-hmm. thinking like you said you just you gotta go to version 3.0
0: yeah and and then once you get close to that start thinking about 4.0 like because there is there is a, there's a version of yourself that you ultimately want to get to it's not about the 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 property is not about the cash flow. It's about who you want to become. Right. Who do right. I, who how do, how do I want people to look at me? How do I want people to talk about me? Like, what is my, what is my full potential? What is my, what can I evolve to? Right. Who do I want to be? Like, do I want to be if, right. because who you are right now, you're very limited, right? Because mm-hmm. who you are right now, apparently can't get that fucking deal done because you're in your head. So you don't want to be that person. Right. You want to be the person that, that doesn't even fucking flinch. You know what I mean? From what it sounds yeah. like. So figure yeah, out you know, who my, my, you want to become and start working yourself towards that. And just, you know, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, until you can get to that point.
3: And it's been it's been really interesting to, to be around people doing it. Because my partner, like within one phone call, he's like, I locked it up with a letter of intent, got an NDA signed. I'm, like, I, I'm like, how do you do this with a $13 million deal? Like, it's just like, it just blows my
0: mind. <sighs> Anyway, that's great. That's really that's really great advice and I appreciate it. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to add and which you kind of just did is that, you know, what they say and what I say is that start stop hanging around, you know, $500,000 deal people and start hanging around with $20 million deal people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Surround yourself with those type of people and then it just become normal. But if you're surrounding yourself with people that are talking about the next truck they're going to buy and that's the big thing that they're going to do this year. Maybe you should start yeah. hanging around with the people that do twenty million dollar deals like it's nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that becomes your new norm, and and you're the that's smallest right. person in the room, right? It's gonna it's gonna make yeah, you reach that's, more.
3: That's a great point because like the people that I've talked about this, they're like, "You're insane." I'm like, "Okay, well." Oh yeah, get
1: the I mean, get the hell away from, from those people, okay, run. <laughs>
0: Unless of course they're like your family, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah,
3: yeah. Boomers and their boomers and their fear of death. I tell you, man.
0: Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. Hey man, I, Anyways, I really hope you, a lot, guys. I really hope you get it all sorted out and like fuck, like go, get it done. Go get it. I don't know if it's still a thing yeah. or not, but like, just go fucking get it.
1: Yeah, book the flights. Get yeah. up. Get it's off, it's, get...
0: It's, ha- it's it's happening. I just want I just want to be involved.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it, uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff. Anyways, thanks guys. I appreciate it. I'm
0: excited for you, buddy. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks.
1: okay so there's lots of chitter chatter here in the podbean app um brooker i i read your question a couple times and i'm not quite sure i fully understand it wayne maybe you will uh you can talk about wood oh wood like the material wood it's (laughs) it's spelt incorrectly. okay
0: yeah i i now i get it okay
1: um so now it makes sense um talk about wood basements if you run out of things today (laughs) um i got an accepted offer on a house yesterday and no it doesn't have a wood foundation they scare me so
0: is it a wood foundation or is it not a wood foundation now I'm confused. Have you I, Are yeah, you just
1: I, curious about he, wood foundation? Or? he asked
0: me the other day, would you ever do a deal with a wood foundation? I said absolutely fucking not. Oh I think okay. I said no, but in, in your <clears> head, <throat> head you were saying, I said I said ask on the way show way and now. then I will elaborate. And I just did. I would absolutely fucking not. <laughs> it, it's longevity, right? Like, yeah. like you know, I went and looked at a property this um was it this week? I yeah. went and looked at it. Yeah. And it um had like a concrete block foundation. You know, in the 50s, sometimes you see like brick foundations and stuff like that. They're just, they're, I mean, they're 70 years old. Yeah,
1: they're destined to
0: You know what I mean? They don't last forever. And um, they're all cracked, Uh, which is fine so long as the house doesn't fall over. But how long is it going to last? Another 20 years?
1: How many, yeah, how many patch-ups can it handle How many patch-ups can it it... handle?
0: And like at what point does it lose its value? Because the house is, is sitting on something that has no integrity anymore. So yeah, you might be able to get 10 years out of it as a rental, but the next person who wants to buy it from you in 10 years, are they going to look at it the same way you did, except now it's 10 years older and worse? Same thing with a wood foundation. I mean, wood isn't built to last. Um, You know, even some of these poured foundations, you know, built in the 50s and 60s, they're not, they're not holding up. Like we're in, we're in 2022. So um, I, me personally, I, I, I wouldn't take the risk it's gonna be a big 10 to $20,000 fix for you to fill all these cracks if they continue to propagate. And then eventually you're gonna have a problem with it with your buyer um, in the future when you try and sell it. Um, so look at it from a, run the numbers and see, you know, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I'd find something a little bit newer. Yeah. Um, it's just an investment, that's, you know, you're investing in a property that's gonna last.
1: Um. Okay, so, Johnny Five, Morning Johnny. Okay, um, Johnny. I was curious. I was watching your stories yesterday, and you know, you you are Johnny Five.
0: I like watching his stories. He's got Me some too. really cool stuff. I do doing. too.
1: I watch them religiously. Um, you're like one of the people who, you know, if you start watching somebody, they always pop up, and you like your first three people for stories. Johnny's in mine. <laughs> he's in mine too. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So uh, before I get to your question, I have a question. Why are you? Why are you five? Wayne, do you know?
0: <laughs> uh, I, maybe some, I know I don't.
1: Okay, I'm just someone. curious, you said it because you introduced yourself on your story yesterday. Hey guys, Johnny Five here. And, and I'm like-
0: And he introduced himself to us originally as Johnny Five. Yeah, I mean, it could have been like a childhood name or maybe he just calls himself that. I, mean, I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that I've never questioned it until like this moment as well. <laughs>
0: He he wears, yeah. He he, okay. So,
1: oh, okay. I am the fifth generation of John in my family. My son is John the sixth. Oh, damn, that's so cool.
0: (laughs) I don't know which one I like better.
1: I love that. That is really cool. Okay, thank you. King
0: John the fifth or Johnny Five? You know what? It's gonna be. It's it's Johnny Five is way cooler. Well, once he starts getting a little bit older.
1: I think I think Johnny five will be a really cool older thing anyways we digress okay you have a question (laughs) how about buying a burr property and putting a legal suite in it in an area does that does not have many rental comparables seems to be more of a flip area and primary residence area. Or is it better to stick to an area that has lots of comparables and rental competition? Mm. So when you're talking about secondary suite, uh, conversions, adding secondary suites to properties like basement suites, um, it is important to have comparables for other suited, legally suited properties.
0: I'm assuming what he's talking about is talking about rent comparables for rental amounts or for the appraisal. Um,
1: Oh, I was assuming the appraisal.
0: Yeah, that's what I was assuming as well. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the The most difficult part, the thing that you cannot control within a bur within the bur strategy, is the appraisal. That's especially you know depending on where you are and how long the permitting process is. Especially when you're doing uh, adding a secondary suite, that's the longest renovation of any bur because typically the development permit takes a little bit longer. In Edmonton, at least, uh, I was just talking with one of my um, coaching clients yesterday, and he said it's estimated at six weeks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's hoping it's sooner, but I thought they I thought they got a, a handle on it and it was a lot sooner. But um, what you're going to do is you're going to get possession of that property. You're going to renovate it to the point where you know you start excavating out of the, the concrete. You know, reroute the plumbing, get all the electrical, the HVAC, the plumbing, and everything in. All the walls are exposed. And um, around the same time you're getting the permit, and then you got to wait six weeks for that permit to be approved so that they can come in and inspect all of those items before you can put drywall and fill up the floor again, uh, the concrete. So a secondary suite conversion can take minimum three months, sometimes upwards of five to six months, depending on delays with permits. Um, Well, the reason why I say that is because when you bought when you bought that property and you're like, okay, I'm buying it for this price, I'm running it for this price, and when it's done, I have sold comparables in the area um, for this much money. So it's gonna be worth five hundred thousand dollars when I'm done. And those sold comparables, so that appraisal or that that to asti-
1: estimated ARV.
0: Yeah, estimated ARV is based off of the the solds on the market six months before you bought it. But now you're five months later. And in the last five months, if any property sold, they will be added into the calculation for what the after repair value is going to be. So if some dick comes in and sells the same kind of property for three hundred fifty thousand dollars, it's going to lower the market value of what it's going to be worth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to it's, it's going to affect your appraisal. So it's 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 a bit of a risk. Um, so when when you when you finish and you call the bank and the bank sends an appraiser and they say, oh, actually now it's worth four hundred thousand dollars, it's going to screw you over. So Um, all of that considered, uh, now I'm going to say that, um, if you're buying in an area that doesn't have any solds or has limited solds, it's, it it makes it more risky for your appraisal. If you're buying in an area where everybody and their dog is buying properties, adding secondary suites, and they're all selling for this amount, they're all selling for 500,000. I'm just using that as an example number then I would feel pretty confident that you're going to get that $500,000 appraisal, which is going to get you all or most of your money out when you do the refinance. If you don't have any comparables, what they'll likely do is, sometimes I've seen it where they'll look at properties and they'll say, okay, um, the same type of house, same square footage, same bedrooms, same finishes and everything else um, is worth $300,000, okay? Okay or 350, and and the cost to uh, add a suite is $60,000, so they go 350 plus 60, and the house is worth 410.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're
0: arguing like, wait a second, I've got a legal suite, it's got a legal permit in it, it's worth more than 410. And they say, well, we have no comparables for anything like that, so we're gonna use the same type of house that doesn't have a suite, and we're just gonna add $60,000 to it, which will screw you over. So um, I would highly recommend all the things that I just said and consider them all uh, when you, when you're choosing an area.
1: Um, we've also seen an appraiser look <clears throat> beyond the neighborhood though or in the area i
0: charmed the shit out of that guy
1: um
0: i wore extra short shorts that day
1: <laughs> i was trying to remember i was like wasn't i there for the no it yeah that one was it. it was me um i did yeah but that but so i i guess i say that to say that like Yes, it becomes riskier because you don't know. You don't know what appraiser you're going to get. You don't know what kind of day they're going to have and what they're going to be willing to do. But you can't, like, they, they will look a little bit beyond the area if there's nothing. If there's absolutely nothing, they will search. They'll expand their search a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also, it is so important when getting an appraisal for anything, for a refinance, for um, if you've um, added a suite, done a renovation, if you've just been holding it for a long time and want to do a refinance and they're coming to do an appraisal, like whatever it may be, if you have the opportunity to meet the appraiser there when they go to check out the property, do it and come prepared. Bring comparables that your realtor got for you. Um, Bring your rent comparables so that they know how much like rents will go for. Bring um, like whatever you can bring to come prepared. And like Wayne said, be charming don't tell them how to do their job don't short say short shorts yeah wear short shorts um don't tell them oh this is definitely worth 470 like did you see this and this well how about here and did you look over at this one and this one went for this but it didn't have these materials like don't get all cocky and tell them how to do their job but say you know like yeah you know me and my realtor were looking at it and we did find these few properties and you know they're a little bit different but you know pretty similar and they went for this much so we're hoping you know our our hope is that it should come around here. And just let them know you're, where you're out where what you think and kind of like the research that you've done. And they'll take it into consideration if you're a cool dude or gal and you've you know, you're chatty and nice and yeah. um, you know, had a good conversation with them, you can influence them. So always show up to your appraisal. We've had damn near miracles happen by doing that on a couple occasions. And, yeah. Once by Wayne and once by me,
0: which one for you
1: um uh the townhouse which one um Cedar West, actually
0: you were there for that yes, oh, that one was
1: a miracle
0: that one was a home run, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was an absolute home run. And I, I just had much. a really great conversation with the appraiser like we just walked through and we're chit chatting and he was interested and in, you know, like, oh, these rental properties and you know, like, what do these think kind of things rent for and and we just chatted and chatted and chatted and he while he did his thing and made his notes and yeah, we got a home run appraisal come through so um, do that. <laughs> okay holy man there is so many comments here awesome oh um (laughs) johnny i can i can borrow a pair of shorts (laughs) i have short running shorts do those count whatever you gotta do buddy (laughs) um okay uh well what's up
0: well james had a question right after johnny
1: uh, yeah, so James says thanks, Annette. Um, so we talked to Annette earlier about the birds. I was so curi- curious if there if there's some sale tactic within it aside from the refi. We love the idea of pumping some muscle in as well. Sale tactic. I don't know.
0: Sometimes sometimes we uh, we see comments, but like, you know, do. they they're out of context now because it's been 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> um.
1: Oh, sale as in like selling the property um, to flip it and then like repurchasing it or something. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. No, it's just refinancing it. Aside, And he said aside, for, aside from the refi. So yeah. it's literally mm-hmm. just refinancing it, but you've essentially flipped the property, taking it from old to new. Mm-hmm. Um, da, 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 da. I have
0: other cool strategies to kind of add in on to that, but I won't, I won't talk about them on the show. It's just, uh, speaking of sales tactics, if you come to the cabin retreat, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. Other cool ways to, uh, guarantee your appraisal for
1: burrs. Yeah. So the property that, um, Brooker has, uh, put an offer on is not wood. And he said that makes sense. And that he walked away from two after he found out that it was wood foundation. Mm. Good call uh josh says i have built wood foundations sure they meet codes but from things i've seen and what i know i would also say i would also say never would i buy or build one for myself good to know right from the mouth of a builder um
0: yeah we are way behind yeah because i see corey talking about corey 3.0
1: yeah and we have a bunch and of Johnny 5, Johnny
0: Remember yeah. earlier earlier in the show, I said, if you show up often enough and we'll then, then I'll hold you accountable. Yeah, you're on my list, Corey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's showing up at 5 a.m. I don't know if you guys caught that, but he's in BC and that is hardcore.
0: Corey's a fucking player. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's a big player. Yeah. And I'm actually quite fucking shocked. No offense, buddy. I'm shocked that you said those things. For the level of success that you've already had. Dude, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand how silly that sounds to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're there. it is uh, oh man, limiting beliefs. Go take you, it. Oh my take god, take what's
1: yours. I,
0: limiting beliefs. Fuck, they're, 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 they're a hell of a thing. How they, you know what I mean? How it's just literally right there. Yeah. But you don't because you don't <clears throat> think that you're that type of person. Yeah. Isn't that fucked? Yeah. How literally that is what's preventing you yeah. from leveling up. I think it's, oh man, that's why I, like I told, I said, I'm, I'm fascinated with how people come successful yeah, and why others don't. I'm fascinated with it, that right there. And I'm going to, I'm going to take Corey out of the equation on that one. That right there is what prevents people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's uh, when you look at it, take a step out and you look at it. That is so fucking dumb. Again, I took Corey out of the equation. I'm not calling you fucking dumb or the things that you're doing. It's just.
1: No, the whole. It's, it's like, and it's for everybody. Like every single one of us has limiting beliefs mm-hmm. like that. And we I've got some yeah. dumb story. Yeah. Stories. That's exactly what it is. Well, it's, it's a story. It's 100%. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's a fear of something. Yeah. It's, it's the fear of whatever's underneath the bed. So that's why you didn't go up. You didn't get up in the middle of the night because you thought someone was going to grab your feet when you stepped out of bed. So you pissed the bed. That's fucking, okay. That's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. There's nothing underneath your bed. You know it, but you're still afraid of it. You tucked your toes in underneath the blanket because you're afraid that, you know, the fingers are going to come up from underneath that bed.
1: Jesus, I'm going to have nightmares tonight.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I'm like this. This stuff is ingrained in us when we're like fucking kids limiting beliefs and, and parents telling us no and all this stuff. You really dive deep into why we are the way that we are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing underneath the fucking bed. You just got to go do it. Quit yeah. pissing the bed. <laughs> I'm really working on my analogies. This
1: yeah. Case. Because Corey's going to be like going through today being like, okay, come on, man. Don't piss the fucking bed. You got this. Don't piss the bed. <laughs>
0: There's no monster underneath the bed. It's okay. I can do this. I'm worth it.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I'm telling you, you are. If I didn't think you were, then I'd, I'd tell you that too. I tell you, dude, just pump the brakes. I don't think you're worth it. I would tell you, I'm not afraid to I'm not afraid of being hated in order to inspire someone, yeah, but dude, Gabby's just reading comments right now
1: <clears throat> <laughs> Josh, that coffee has you wired today, wicked wayne
0: <laughs> some days you get some days you get a little more of me some days i'm you're you're getting a fraction um. For those of you who have been to a cabin retreat, you get you get 110% of Wayne.
1: I don't think no, I don't think that anybody besides me has seen 110% of Wayne. You haven't seen Wayne wired until he has a an idea. soccer ball and an idea, and he is pacing back and forth, kicking a soccer ball against a wall, and like he's somewhere else. <laughs> That's 110% Wayne.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to be my best.
1: Yeah. You are. You show up every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fucking killing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, Corey. And you can too. <laughs> Everybody can. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey says that um, he got absolutely <laughs> roasted with a brutal appraisal on um, the second suite of duplex because there were virtually no sold comps of legal fourplexes. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. And even like Where was that? Hmm.
0: Where was it? What city?
1: Mm, yeah, was it Edmonton? I know that you have some. Um he has properties in Alberta. Uh
0: I know a lot of people were getting fucked big time with the secondary with converting duplexes, duplexes. into fourplexes. Yeah. Well that's um,
1: a recent thing.
0: Because well, it became a thing where it was allowed and and then same thing. There's no there's no comparables. Yeah. There's there's no sold- everybody wants to refinance them, keep them. Nobody wants to yeah. sell them. So in order for for a market for-
1: t- Yeah, people start, need to sell them.
0: He needs people to sell them. Same thing with garage suites. People are struggling with garage suites because nobody's building them and selling them because yeah. they're not profitable. And therefore, if you add a secondary or a garage suite to your to your property and you want to refinance and pull the money out, you can't. Because
1: yeah, he said it's in Edmonton, and he said exactly that. The other problem is no yeah. one sells them because they're cash cows,
0: exactly. Um, but uh, people are starting to.
1: Yes, that's changing yeah. a lot right now. Yeah, and another thing that happened, like there's there's so many things in real estate that can happen, but um, like with one of our um, single family houses that we put a basement suite in, while we were in the process of our renovation the city announced that they were going to be ending the grandfathering in of old secondary suites. So everybody and their dog wanted to quickly um, lipstick their secondary suites to make them legal, Mm -hmm. um, but they didn't need to do the second furnace. They didn't need, you know, all of the like extra stuff they didn't have to do. Um, So they grandfathered them in and we got a whole bunch of sold comparables on the market for grandfathered in secondary suites Mm -hmm. um, at much lower prices because they don't have they weren't torn apart and put in the second furnace the uh, you know like not brand new renovations and so we got like like all of a sudden there was these really low priced secondary suites as our comparables and that's when Wayne went in with his short shorts and charmed the hell out of the appraiser because we could have been royally screwed on that one but we came out on top yeah so yeah that's an example of things that can happen that just like you wouldn't you wouldn't think about (laughs) absolutely yeah i think that i'm just scrolling down to the bottom here because like some of the a lot of these comments are just um on the topics that we were on um yeah but i think we've kind of hit all the questions so nice yeah that Um, was amazing all the questions that came in today it's awesome yeah
0: yeah i i thanks so much guys that's what we
1: want yeah, we want to answer your questions. Absolutely. We don't want to talk about shit that nobody cares about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I I had a session today, um, kind of written because today what I was what we were planning on doing was um I was gonna talk about uh goals. Because we are we've been kind of talking about goals a little bit, so the cabin retreat and stuff like that. What I wanted to do is um and I talked about our first agreement for sale and I'm like, oh, i gotta go a little bit deeper. I wanna um I want to share what you know, what my thought process or what my um, what my roadmap was at that particular time when we were going for the agreement for sales. So you can get a look into the thought process to understand why we were doing the things that we were doing and why we we're doing it that way. Um, so what I was going to do is share my original roadmap, share my goal um, from years ago. Um, it was a ten year goal, um, which I was going to share today, but it's not enough time to get into it. Um, tomorrow is not a good day because we got a special guest tomorrow. So I think I'm going to save that for Monday or Tuesday. Um, uh, if there's, you know, whichever days there's time and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and we don't have lots of callers. Um, so we'll save that. Uh, So you can look forward to that on, I'm guessing probably Monday we'll have that discussion. Um, but tomorrow, as I mentioned, we got Barry McGuire coming back. Yeah, we do. Um, he was on last Friday. We were talking about real estate closings. So, we're, so we're going to go a little bit deeper into that. So, if you have questions about the process, um, you know, once you've bought a, you know, chosen a house, made an offer, removed conditions, and sent it off to the lawyer, um, you know, how to make sure you're helping out your lawyer, how to choose a lawyer, what the questions to ask, what things that they're doing in, you know, behind the scenes, uh, tomorrow's your day to get your questions answered. Uh, we'll have Barry for about 30 to 45 minutes tomorrow. So, um, bring your questions. You can either type them in the chat live or you can call in live on the on the Podbean app.
1: Yeah. And one thing for sure that'll be coming up in tomorrow's discussions is the topic of um, of using title insurance. So that right. was one of the questions that came up that sparked us needing more time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I forgot to um, make a, a note of that.
1: Yeah. So I can't remember. I think it might have been um, Josh that asked. I can't remember. Somebody, somebody asked a question of uh, whether title insurance is um, strong enough tool to use. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, um, when you don't have all the stuff that you need. To exactly. Close.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going on tomorrow there. Um, and you know, what? just, I, I'm really excited for this weekend. Me too. I, I honestly thought there was two days until the, and then I just realized, wow, it's, it's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's tomorrow. So like, uh, tomorrow morning I start packing up the vehicle and getting all the stuff in the vehicle. And I normally head down there. I'll leave around twelve o'clock. I'll get myself a couple hours kind of prep. And then I get there around three o'clock and everybody shows up at five. So um I'm I'm just yeah, a so over Wayne's
1: 20. talking about I himself. He has not included me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Normally I would be in the vehicle with him showing up at the same time as him. Um but yeah, we had a had to do a, a last minute uh, babysitter change for uh, Everly for the weekend and my dad couldn't fly in until a bit later in the day so I'll be showing up a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes yes, 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 yes. Sorry about that. I will be there you guys. Yes, with
0: Chili. <laughs>
1: um but, yeah. Well, yeah. Chile's Saturday night, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Okay, okay, <laughs>
0: all right um so yeah great discussion today about verse um anything else you want to
1: add no holy shit what what seven o'clock have a wonderful day you guys Uh, wrap it up
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay guys we'll see you guys tomorrow morning with barry mcguire have a good day bye
1: thanks for listening